Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for my team selector ahead of tomorrow's game against West Ham. It's the 12.30 kickoff. It's a big game for Chelsea, it really is. Chelsea need to start racking up wins and I think this is the start of a really important period in the season for Chelsea and what could potentially be a really productive period in the season because I not only look at tomorrow's game, I also look at the upcoming games in the Premier League. Uh, the type of teams Chelsea are going to be facing home and away West Ham, relegation trouble. Southampton next weekend have been in relegation trouble. I think beyond the Spurs away game, we've got the likes of Leeds and Everton in the next month. It's a chance for Chelsea to do what they haven't been doing this season and rack up consistent wins, which we need to do. There needs to be signs of progression. There needs to be signs of good results that you can lean on, look back on and say, okay, that is where Chelsea could be going in the future. And it's not only about Graham Potter getting support in the transfer market. We need to start seeing improvement on the pitch. We need to start seeing a majority of Chelsea players playing well under his coaching. And hopefully that can start tomorrow. If you are new around here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads on the channel. Hit the like button too because it really helps out. If you are listening on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. But let's start off looking at West Ham, 17th in the Premier League, only one point above the relegation zone, not the place that David Moyes and I'm sure many West Ham fans felt they would be at this point in the season, given where they have been in recent years, you know, European uh, adventures and even at one point, you know, chasing down a Champions League qualification space and the amount that was invested in the summer. It's a little bit of a surprise that David Moyes is still in his job. Um, I think he's, he's done incredibly well at West Ham and I think probably that has, you know, vindicated some trust and patience for him because he, he has helped transform that club in recent seasons but given that teams in and around West Ham in the relegation battle have been changing their head coaches I mean Southampton could change their head coach again Sean Dyche going in at Everton and improving things Leeds sacking Jesse Marsh you know I do wonder how many more weeks of bad results if that continues for West Ham Moyes will be in a job but you know they have won three of their last five games but for context two of those wins did come in the FA Cup and the one league win did come against uh, Frank Lampard uh, against uh, you know Everton. That was Lampard's final game in charge. Um, so just for context, there that was a massive game in in terms of against a relegation you know struggling you know rival. But 
it hasn't been great for West Ham. But they did pick up a decent result and get a good performance away at Newcastle last weekend. And I expect that they will stick with this 3-4-2-1 formation. Very compact, as we know of West Ham, even at home. It's playing on the counter. It's using Mikel Antonio as kind of a focal point to play off when you've got Jared Bowen and Ben Rama, the speed around the corner from, from them. Um, and of course, Declan Rice and Lucas Paqueta, who did score last weekend, hopefully forming for them a, a solid partnership at the base of midfield. But for Chelsea, it's a game we should be winning. It's a game we should be hopefully further jeopardising the status of West Ham in the Premier League. That hopefully is the case. Let's look at Graham Potter's press conference. Team news-wise, Raheem Sterling is a doubt after picking up a knock in training. Denis Akaria, Mateo Kovacic and Wesley Fofana are stepping up their recovery in training but not available for this game. But one player that is definitely available for this game and back from suspension is Drow Felix. He kind of feels like the, the big player that's being talked about ahead of this fixture. I'm seeing a lot of articles about him. Adam Newson on Football.London wrote a piece about him. And, you know, it's a big game for him, you know, back from suspension, given what was, was seen from him in that Fulham game, apart from two-footing someone. I think there was a lot to be excited about. And given the players that Chelsea have brought in since then in an attacking point of view and, you know, Enzo Fernandez in central midfield, there is real hope when you put these players on paper that Chelsea could have a very exciting team and, and a great team to watch. I do want to warn people that has been the case in recent years. I, you know, cast your mind back to the summer of 2020 when we were putting out our lists of, and I was as well, you know, looking at Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech, Kai Havertz, all these players, you know, coming together to form a really great attack. We have been here before with Chelsea. It's now on Graham Potter and the players to find a system that is going to make Chelsea a lot more productive. But I think Felix can absolutely offer something to Chelsea that's a little bit different. And I hope for Felix's sake, and I hope for the club's sake, because it is a very expensive loan, he can become a permanent Chelsea player. And if he does in the summer, because there have been reports that Chelsea feel confident if it does get to that stage, Chelsea could make a permanent deal. That would mean the Drow Felix for me has been a success at Chelsea, which hopefully can be the case. And I think that going into this game, it's not only Joao Felix and what he could do, but it's also all the other new players that could be starting this game. So let's get into my predicted 11. And it's probably not a surprise if you're looking at it on my, on my YouTube channel that a majority of those new names do start this game. Um, we'll get into the reasoning when we get further up the pitch. But 4-2-3-1, that has kind of been the... The main formation that Graham Potter has been using, 4-3-3, uh, 4-2-3-1 since we returned from the World Cup. Finally, you know, talking about Joao Felix, that was the one game, obvious game since the World Cup where he has gone back to, say, a 3-4-3. Um, but I do think that tomorrow he's going to stick with the base of a back four and start to build that back four a little bit more. So Kepa in goal. Ben Chirwell, I think, should be starting ahead of Motka Correa, getting Ben Chirwell back to match fitness. Badi Ashile is not involved in the Champions League squad, so it's a no-brainer. He starts this game. But on top of that, Badi Ashile has been one of Chelsea's best performers in recent weeks, alongside Thiago Silva, forming the base of a strong back two that is keeping Chelsea and, and you know preventing Chelsea from conceding goals at the moment, which is obviously a real positive. Reese James hopefully can play a little bit more than, say, the 50 minutes. I know eyes will I think inevitably turn to that Borussia Dortmund game in midweek but, you know it's a short turnaround uh, for Reese and for Chelsea uh, but hopefully he can play 60-70 minutes maybe tomorrow and then maybe make the change ahead of midweek moving into central midfield Enzo Fernandez obviously Carney Chukwemeka the reason I want to play Carney here in a deeper role because he has kind of been used mostly this season as, as kind of an inside forward even a winger at times I just think that what Carney Chukwemeka in kind of maybe a what is more of a natural role for him as a player adding more mobility. Chelsea really lacked someone last week, like a Mateo Kovacic, who could just at times 
break in those central areas to kind of disrupt the structure of, of Fulham. It was also static, you know, Chelsea players almost standing in position and there was a lack of movement and that really made at times things easy for Fulham to defend against. Chelsea are going to be up against that problem tomorrow and how are we going to make sure it isn't the same uh, case because it's not just looking at that front four or front three of players, it's also behind them. You've got Enzo Fernandes who hopefully can thread some really good balls from central midfield that can kind of cut a defence but you also need, I think, someone in central midfield for me who can be Conor Gallagher as well at times can be Mason Mount who's going to run beyond the ball and I think Conor Chukameka maybe can offer that uh, for Chelsea tomorrow then we get into the front four Joao Felix is kind of the number 10 it feels like the obvious role for him in this system for Chelsea at the moment just behind a, a striker Mikhailo Mudrik on the left Nori Manawake on the right and David Dachofana as the centre forward so do I think this is going to happen I mean with Raheem Sterling potentially being out I think this increases the chances of this happening because Raheem Sterling, I said this last week, you know, as kind of a senior player, as a player that Potter was relying on a lot since he took the job and, of course, was a signing, we, a big signing we made last summer. But I do think it says a lot. I think it's just, it's not only about who I think is going to operate best for Chelsea at the moment and who I think can offer a bit of inspiration and kind of a bravery because I just, I look at players like Mason Mount and um, Kai Havertz in particular who I don't neither of them for me should be starting tomorrow and I don't think their recent performances have justified more starts in, in, just in my opinion I, I just don't think it makes sense to be starting them but they reflect two players who just look so shot of confidence at the moment and when I look at David Datrafafana as a player who came on last week um, in a big occasion you know Chelsea needed to find a goal and just making runs and, and being a little bit more daring and we saw it with Nani Madawake too we've seen it with Mikhail Mudrik Chelsea's attack this season and Chelsea just as a club and the mood around the club has just lacked that bravery and just that that raw energy at times a bit of a, a maverick I, I speak about this a lot in an attacking sense but just players who are going to be a bit more fearless and aren't kind of dragged down by what's been going on for most of this season and I feel like those players could offer that and you know be less predictable which is what Chelsea have to start being if they're going to be a productive attack if Graham Potter is going to turn things around at Stamford Bridge this season and I just think it would say a lot to kind of it, it send a real statement to those players who have maybe been comfortable in their starting positions for so long that there's a new Chelsea here you've got competition and you have to fight to reclaim your place now and I think starting all of those players would do that I also want to mention in the case of Badia Shile not being in the Champions League squad David Datrafafana and Nani Manawake are also not involved in the Champions League squad so again you've kind of got that extra reason to be starting them and featuring them in this game because they won't be featuring against Borussia Dortmund if you want to save some players like Hakim Ziyech and Kai Havertz potentially for midweek so that is my 11. I, I'm sure a lot of you guys will be excited to see the likes of Joao Felix and see Mudrik again and see Madawake. And for me, I think, you know, Fafana, I, I know that it's he's still a very young striker. And, and Chelsea would be starting some very young players. You look through this starting 11, there's some very young players in this team. And, you know, there is there is a risk that comes with that in what is going to be a hostile environment. Uh, even with West Ham struggles, Chelsea, you know, better Chelsea teams in recent years have gone there and lost. So it's not going to be a simple fixture. But I, I just think what Chelsea need currently, what I've been watching in recent weeks, what has been greatly lacking, some of the players who've been underperforming and for me do not deserve to be starting this game. That is why I've gone with that starting eleven. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments below. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon. All the best.
Social Podcast Network.